This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right. Uh, let's turn to the still with uh, matters of, of the law. Slightly different, though, as uh, a rather interesting development now in this case of the Eastern Cape Premier who's also the chairperson of the ANC in the province, Oscar Mabuyani, winning a provisional or successfully applying for an interdict to, or a provisional interdict to stop the special investigating unit from probing his irregular attempt to obtain a master's degree at Forte University. Now, that's pending a judicial review of the proclamation that authorized the investigation. Yesterday, the High Court in Bishaw uh, issued a provisional interdict ordering the SIU to exclude Mr. Mabuyani from its investigations at Fort Hare University. Let's say uh, get a bit more perspective on this. Uh, we've got on the line uh, the uh, attorney and director of Dubazana Attorneys, Ntabi Singh Dubazana. Good morning. Good morning, Titi. How are you? I'm always well. Trust you are well too. Uh, let's just put things into perspective and understand what we're dealing with. Firstly, uh, I think it's important that we we, we we were clear about what a provisional interdict is versus an interdict. Mm. So a provisional interdict basically is that it is pending something else happening. So it's stopping what is currently in place, pending the outcome of another event that needs mm-hmm. to happen. Whereas a, a an interdict with really is not a, a provisional one, it stops everything in its entirety in the, in its steps, and then that's where it ends. It should not continue. There's nothing that needs to happen. They are they are to remove this interdict. Right now, and in, in the awarding of an interim interdict, I, I would suppose that I think what he was sought was an interdict. Um, I guess uh, an interim one would be the next best thing. Yes, yes. So um, he got an interim interdict. The way that I, I wish I had his uh, notice of motion so that I can see mm-hmm. how and why it was in an interim interdict instead of just an application for an interdict. But in any event, it seems that there was a part A and a part B. That's why it's an interim interdict. Um, so the basis of what I read in the judgment was that the application was per se in terms of the proclamation that was made in 2022. And that proclamation was looking into the business and running affairs of the Fort Hare University in terms of maladministration, in terms of honors degrees and how they were obtained, all those things. But what happened is that during the SIU's investigation, they then targeted him in his personal capacity to find out things from him in terms of how he got his master's degree, how he registered for the master's degree, et cetera, et cetera. And what he argued is that the proclamation was very specific in what it is that it was investigating the University of Fort Hay. And that did not fall under the ambit of finding out about master's students, which he was part of, and anything relating to master's uh, degrees. And that is where his 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 uh, point of of contention was. Mm, right. So, from an SIU point of view, because it seems to me that there are two parts, whatever investigation they are doing. Mm. So, this sounds to me like this is a, for lack of a better word, it it seems like a bit of a pyrrhic victory for Mr. Mabuya, and it's a short-lived win because I don't think it uh, entirely stops uh, the SIU from doing the work that would eventually lead to him if there is anything um, to be investigated with him. Because, by the way, this is not an acquittal. It's important to understand. 
Correct. So what it means right now is that the SIU, when it comes to him in his personal capacity, they have to stop. They have no choice because the court said by virtue of the way in which the proclamation was written, there is a, there's a, a rule of law that states that if something is specifically um, noted or made in a list of things that need to be done, then it specifically excludes something else. So what the SIU, by invoking Section 5 of the, of the proclamation, was doing was trying to extend its hand in going into his private affairs, and therefore, by so doing, they were overstepping. What they should have done was approach the president and said, Listen, based on our current investigations, one, two, three, four has come up, and therefore we would request that you amend the proclamation so they can mm. give us the powers to go ahead and investigate what we are seeing. Yeah. So at this stage, they can't do anything. They have to go back to the president, who will then therefore change whatever needs to be changed. Then they can continue their investigation. In any case, what I remember when we spoke to the SIU, um, the spokesperson was at pains to say, uh, the way, as he put it, we don't investigate people or as an individual. To so say that, uh, mm. however, while investigating, um, you know, malfeasance or whatever they may be investigating, if we do come across uh, people that are implicated, we'll interview them. But when it comes to acting against those people, that is something that is left to the police um, mm. to investigate. So, yeah, that, you know, to, to sort of... Uh, uh, suggesting there's some clear separation that they do not go after individuals per se. I was a little bit confusing as well because uh, recently at those cases of uh, Mo, uh, Terry Peto and so on, um, you know, so just uh, that's where I was getting a bit confused as to what exactly they are empowered to investigate or not. Mm-mm. So what they were doing in this particular situation was that they were they were they were instituting an investigation because they were wanting certain proof of this and certain proof of that, um, his IDs, his 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 application for the degree, his all of those things. And by so doing, they were going outside of the ambit of the proclamation that was issued to them on what it is that they can do. Yes, they their the the proclamation gave them powers to go and in quote unquote investigate what has happened in terms of the maladministration that was happening within the university but it did not extend to certain things so once it's when they saw in their investigations what it is that they are, they are seeing they should have approached the president to change what the proclamation is to give them powers to continue to um, investigate i don't know what other word to use mm. investigate what is um what is currently happening and then bring that to the to the commission for okay. them to yeah. yeah to deal with and another important thing about an interim um interdict which i, I read about there was that uh, it's not appealable. Is that significant in itself? Or maybe why is it that an interim one is not appealable? Why is the law treated that way? It's basically a rule nisi. So what, how do I explain this? Um, so an interim one... you got rule nisi. So it basically... I think there's a part A and a part B in the application. Right. So interim only the part A. So up until part B is dealt with, you can't mm-hmm. appeal. Because the matter is not yet finalized, if that makes any sense. The mm. notice of motion is divided into two aspects. Part A, K, A at the interim, which says, um, I want this to stop 
pending the outcome of part B. Once part B has been dealt with, then that outcome, yeah, part B, that you can appeal because it will be appealing not only just part B, but also part A, which is the interim interdict. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I get it. I, I, I kind of get the gist of what you say. As always, thanks so much for your no insight and perspective. That is uh, Attorney Ntabi Singh Dubazana, Director of Dubazana Attorneys. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.